If you've got your Bibles open to Ephesians chapter 4, I'm going to change the title of the message right now and just say, come to the table. I think that's the message this morning, come to the table. Accept the invitation. We had an incredible staff retreat this week. Uh, we do administrative stuff, we pray, but and we he- try to hear the Lord, and it's an amazing, it's an amazing thing when we, when we go through it. But the biggest thing that happened truly was healing. You know, and and I want to I want to say that to you because. So oftentimes, you guys look at those that are on staff as if they got their act together or that they're, you know, they've got this, you know, really close relationship with God, which we do. But we broke. We broke just like you. And we have to come to the healer just like you. And if we ever stop, it'll stop here. Yes, incredible time, incredible time of healing. God wants to continue that, and he's going to continue that with this word. This is a, this is a word from Paul to the church in Ephesus, and uh, he is really encouraging us to, to walk uh, according to the calling, according to what you're called to, and, and as we flip years, you know, if we go from 2017 to 2018, you know, there's always this recalibration, this resetting of idealism and goals and all the things that we come up with. And anything that we do outside of what we're about to go over is going to be uh, hay and stubble if we don't get this part right. This part is the jewels. This is where, this is where the, the, the value is. And so Paul writes to the church in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1 through 6, and he says this, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling. Say that out loud. To walk worthy of the calling with which you were called with all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring, if you've got that in your Bibles, if you've got the New King James Version, circle endeavoring, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There's one body and one Spirit, and just as you were called in one hope in your calling, there's one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all, and through all, and in you all. And so there's this calling on your life. A call. And the call has its own idea. And and if we don't get what the call is, then we're not going to be able to go forward. So the beginning place, the foundational place, is understanding what is meant when we say walk worthy of the calling? So that, that Greek word, klesis, means a calling to, a call or an invitation. And it has the idea. Now, this is, this is the Greek word. It has the idea of being called to a feast. 
And we're saying all the time, you're called to the table, this table that God has set before us. We read about that, that banquet that we're going to have when we, when we pass from time to eternity. This move from the, the part that you're living now that's cut out of eternity into eternity. It says that we're going to a banquet table. And, and, and in the parable that Jesus gives, he, he says that there are some that are going to try to get in a different way and, and, and they don't get in. Because they didn't answer the call. There was an invitation sent, but they didn't respond to the call. And so there's this calling, this, this divine calling to, to sit at the table with God, to, to embrace everything God has for you. That you come to a saving knowledge of God. That you realize that He loved you and that He called you to come to Him to come to the cross, to put yourself under, to submit to the work of the cross and everything that it did so that you can do what you were called to do. Last week we just talked about, you know, understanding our design and our purpose. And, and let me just tell you, it's good. How many enjoyed the drums this morning? I mean, we had drummer number one tearing it up in the cage and drummer number two on the stage. I love that. But listen, listen, I just want to say, Travis, and Justin, wherever you might be, he'll be here second service, I'm sure of it. Right, Justin? Their call is not drumming. They're good. Your call is not what you do. Your call is come to the table. Come to the table. Eat for me. Submit yourself to me and my way and become like me. That's the call. So we're called. But when we look at the Greek word for calling, it actually says this. It says, if you are called out in a loud voice, Stephen, come! Brittany, come. Chris, come. There's a call by God that says, come. Come to the table. Come to the feast. Come to the banquet table with me. And there's a calling to you to respond to the invitation, to eat from the table of God, to see what he has for you. In your soul, it's a soulish issue. It's a soulish design and purpose. There's an invitation to come to the feast, a call, and he calls you by name. And he says that we should walk endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. And then he goes on to talk about that relationship with him and who you're created to be. Let me read this from the message. It says this. In light of all this, here's what I want you to do. 
while I'm locked up here, a prisoner for the master, I want you to get out there and I want you to walk. Better yet, I want you to run. 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 You hear me? Your name's been called. Rich, run. Brandon, run. Run. On the road that God called you to travel. I don't want any of you sitting around on your hands. I don't want any one of you strolling off down a path that goes nowhere. And mark that. You do this with humility and discipline. Now, I just want to—I just want to say something about that word discipline. <laughs> that is a horrible translation. Not one time is that Greek word for discipline ever translated discipline in Scripture. So you got to be careful what you read. But it has an idea; it has a context. So we're not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater. But you need to know there's a difference between diligence and discipline. There's a difference. Discipline has a whole another meaning, but he uses that in the message, and we're going to go with it for right now. You get the idea. Not in fits and starts, but steadily, which is what diligence is. Being steady. Pouring yourself out for each other in acts of love. That's the calling. The calling is to pour yourself out for one another with love. Alert and noticing difference. And be quick to mend fences. You were called to travel on the same road and in the same direction. So stay together, both outwardly and inwardly. That's the call. And so when he begins to scribe the calling, he then comes up with this list of things that you were called to. And he says, lowliness and gentleness and long-suffering, bearing with one another in love. So you're called to these attributes of God. Let me just read what they are. Lowliness is, is having a humble opinion of yourself. So the first thing, now listen, that's not degrading yourself. That's not belittling yourself. That is... Walking humbly before God. Understanding that you need the presence and the purposes of God. You, you need to, to come to the table to experience what God has for you. So that you, you then can begin to, to move into it. Humble opinion of yourself is, is the call. It's the action of the call. And then be gentle, gentleness, mild, and meek. Meek is understanding who you are in your sonship and what your calling is, yet doing it with humility. And then being long-suffering, patient, enduring, having constancy, being steadfast, persevering, having forbearance, slowness in avenging wrongs, bearing with one another in brotherly love, with love, affection, goodwill, benevolence. That actual word there for bearing with one another in love is agape. 
Agape is the love that God has for you and me. And it's impossible for you and I to walk in agape unless we sit at the table. Now, I want you to understand what's at the table. Don Potter wrote a song. It's called How Much Love. I think it might be the, the best lyrics I've ever heard in my life. Here's a few of them. How much loving kindness is forever. How much is that? How much loving kindness is enough loving kindness to last forever? How much mercy is there? What's the quantity of mercy when it becomes new every morning? How much mercy is there, God, for me? Whatever I use today, you fill it right back up. How much mercy is there for me, God? It's new every morning. How much love is there when blood is the only cure? How much love is there? How much fire of desire must my Lord have had to shed that blood? so that he could express his love. See, this is what I want you to see that's at the table. How much love does it take to save a person like you and me? It takes it all. It takes it all. Every bit of it. It's all the love. It takes it all. Listen. Jesus died for you. And all the love, y'all don't watch Ed. Ed, sit down. Hurry up. Everybody's looking at you. <laughs> he's, uh, he's on call. He's running. Somebody's heater's not working. Let's pray for him right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, give that boy supernatural wisdom on how to fix this thing as it goes in Jesus' name. Amen? But there's, what's at the table? You've been invited to a banquet table by God. He has called your name. And what we think about at a banquet table is we think about whether it's going to be, there's going to be obviously ribs. And in my mind, there is absolutely no broccoli. No collard greens. You know, the, you know what's at a banquet table? Let me tell you what's at the Lord's banquet. I know there's going to be a feast in heaven, and I'm not sure what that feast is looking like, but this banquet table, he says, come to the table. Come and, and respond to the call. At the table is long-suffering. And God wants to know that you need to drink of his long-suffering. You, you need to take the bowl of mercy from the table of God, and you need to drink his mercy. You need to understand the great love of God and take the bowl of the love of God as you come to the table and drink His love. You need to come to the table, the banquet table of God, and see the bowl of patience with you. and Drink from His patience. Receive it. Understand it. Know that it's infinite for you. 
And as you drink it, let it, let it do its working. So then you can begin to respond from the nutrients that you're taking in. And the nutrients are love and patience and long-suffering and kindness and goodness and mercy and agape. So that you're quick not to judge. You're quick not to hold a grudge because you've, you've feasted at the Lord's table. At the Lord's table is gentleness. At the Lord's table is slowness in avenging wrongs. At the Lord's table is endurance and constancy and steadfastness. At the Lord's table, there's perseverance. And he says to you and me, walk worthy of the calling which you were called in these things, keeping the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace, endeavoring. Now, what that word endeavoring really means is to be diligent. Be diligent. And the message, I love the way the message puts this particular thing. It says, it says, um, be eager and purposeful. Be eager and purposeful. To what worthy of call. Make sure that you understand that it's your desire and your purpose to walk in the calling of God. Be diligent. Now, everything we were talked about at the, at the retreat was diligent. Diligent to the call. Diligent to becoming what we were. Diligent to be praying for the body of Christ. Diligent that we have this great expectation that things are going to change in your life. Things are going to change in your families. Things are going to change in your year. There's, there's an expectation of more for you. Matter of fact, look to the person and, and, and just touch them out. Just put your hand on them and say, more, Lord, more for them, more of you in their life, more of you. How many of you want more of you, more of God? How many want more of God? Let me just tell you something. Let me tell you something. I've never gotten more of God in a place of comfort. If you want more of God this year, you're going to have to get uncomfortable. And we're praying that you're incredibly uncomfortable this year. We want you to press into who God is and get more of Him. Be changed by Him. See what He wants to do in you. See how He wants to change you. Man, when we started looking and watching what God was doing in the lives of those that were just there and spent that much time, we were amazed at what God did. I saw, Vulo, can you stand up? I saw a picture of Vulo last year, or a year and a half. No, it was actually at Nyla's wedding. You remember? The boy weighed, how much did you weigh? Top end. 340. Three forty, incredible transformation. But what's really wild is that that's the biggest part of Stephen Vulo that's been transformed. He is tender and kind. 
He, he, is, he, is, he is really toning down his sarcasm and his cynicism. We won't say that he's totally healed, but he is being healed, and he will be healed in the name of Jesus. Amen? Right? Aren't we all like that? We're in process. But the amount of change in him is just a physical manifestation of what's going on on the inside of his heart. And God wants to do that with you and me, all of us. He's saying, you want more? I'll show you more. But you're going to be transformed. And it's not going to come when you try to when you try to just build these walls that were prophesied over by Brandon to protect yourself so that you can become comfortable. They're outside your comfort. So God can make you more like him. And he's saying, he's calling your name this year and saying, come to the table. Come to the table. Well, I've got all these things that don't look like you and drink from them. Know them. Jesus said, what is eternal life? When I asked a question, he said, to know God and to know his son. To know who they are and, and become like them. And so Paul is writing this and he's saying, he's saying, walk worthy of the calling. And this is what it means to walk worthy. This is what you were designed. This is what you were purposed to do. Become like Jesus. Now look at what it says in Ephesians 4, 12 through 13. It says that, before I read it, I just want to talk to you a little bit about it. It says, God has given the church those leaders that you need, that you need in your life, they're going to help you on this journey. And that's what the leadership of the church is supposed to do. They're not the ones that, that you look to and live your life through. They're not these people like, you know, we pray for several kids in our church that they wouldn't live their Christianity through their parents. That their parents' walk with God wasn't their walk with God. That they would recognize that they needed to come to the table themselves. That God was calling their name. And they needed to begin to drink from what God was serving at the banquet table. And, the, and a lot of times people in church, they, they, they identify with the leaders in the church and they kind of live their life through them. And, and that's not good enough. God's calling you to be changed. And we want to lead in that. And he's, he says, and Paul says, that God has given all the gifts to the church to be successful in that. He says he's, he, he's given us these pastors and teachers. Let me just read it straight from Scripture. And Jesus himself gave some to be apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. For what? Till we come into the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, that we become perfect men and women. That means looking like Jesus. That means being where we should be based on the length of time we've known the Lord. There's a maturity process. Paul says you ought to be you ought to be eating meat and you're still drinking milk. 
You know, you, there's a place you need to be based on the length of time you've known the Lord, and that has to do with the Greek word for perfect, but it also means that we're being transformed into the image of Christ. We're, we're coming, becoming like Him. To be the perfect man to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. That there, that, that there have been leaders put before you that are committed to you to help you Walk worthy of the calling. Not walk worthy of the calling for you. You're to walk worthy of the calling. And we're to try to help you do that. How are we going to do that? We want to model that. We want to model brokenness. We want to model transparency. We want to model breaking down walls. We want to model a desperate desire for the presence of Jesus. We want a model that we desire to be free too. We, we have been freed, we are being freed, and we will be freed. We're in this process of being freed from hurt. We, we all prayed for things, places that were hurt. And places that we needed to move forward that didn't look much like Jesus. And we were very transparent, and it is setting a tone because our desire was more God. God's going to do so much this year. It's going to be amazing to watch what God does this year. And I'm not talking about a physical plant, even though that's going to be big, even though we're going to add a school this year. We're going to add a college this year. Come on. I mean, there's so much that God's going to do in the physical. But that's not, it's like Stephen. It's not the biggest thing God's going to do. There's more. There's more. There's more of God. There's so much more for you. And you've got to come to a place where you desire it, eagerly desire. How much fire of desire did, it have, did God have to have to come and die for you so that he could pour out all of his love at one place so that you could know who he was? And he calls you to the table it says, all my love was poured out this one day in this one moment of time for you and me so that you could be like me. Your design and your purpose, the foundational thing you were designed and purposed to do is to be transformed into the image of God until you are made perfect like Him. And it's impossible for you to be transformed unless you accept His invitation to come to the table and start drinking the character and the nature of God that's at the banquet table. And then you can walk worthy of the calling because you start walking like Him. And so He gave us these folks. I just kind of want to we're going to talk about this a little more next week, but I'll let you guess who the apostle is. Stephen Vullo is your prophet, and there are probably more, but he's the prophet of Eastside Church. He's the guy that's carrying that mantle at Eastside. JP would be the evangelist. He's carrying that evangelist. Dr. Joe is our teacher. He's the teacher. Brandon Sharp 
is our pastor. And we prayed over these folks that they would get over their bad self and receive the mantle God has for them. There is a five-fold ministry gifting that's at this church that is solid. People that are committed to God, people that are pursuing God, people that are accepting the invitation to the banquet table that can lead you to a place of health. God did not place these people in this congregation of believers for us not to receive more. And so he's calling our name. He's calling your name. And he's saying to you and me, I poured out all my love in one moment in time at the cross. I prepared a banquet table of love for you. And I'm sending you an invitation. And you can have as much of me as you want. There's no limits. Every time you use a little of God's mercy, he pours more mercy on it. And his mercy is new every day. You can't run out of God's mercy. You can't run out of his love. He's already poured it out. It's been poured out for you. He's saying, it's a personal invitation. Come, eat, drink of me, know me, be transformed into me so that you can walk worthy of the calling. More. Now, look to three more people and say, more, more, more. Do it again. Three more people, different people, more. All right, now look to three different ones and say, uncomfortable, uncomfortable, uncomfortable. So we're, we're practicing getting you out of your comfort zone already, right? Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1 says, Therefore be imitators of God as his dear children, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. Walk according and like Jesus in love. Amen? Amen. Let's stand for closing prayer. We accept your invitation. We accept your invitation. Sing that with me. We accept your invitation. We accept your invitation. You're going to have to move into it. Some of you got to move into it. We accept your invitation. I accept your invitation. I accept your invitation. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I recognize the fact that I can't understand the infinite amount of mercy that you have for me. 
I can't understand, Lord, the infinite amount of patience and long-suffering and forbearance that you have for me. I know that I don't understand, Lord, your steadfastness toward me when I don't deserve it. Lord, I know that I don't understand the fullness of how slow you are to avenge the wrongs that I do to you. How gentle you are with me, God. And most of all, Lord, the depth and the height and the width of your love for me is hard to understand. Father, I know that on my own, I can do none of these. It has to be because I'm eating from the table of God. It has to be, Lord, that I'm spending time with you. Father, it's not something that we just receive as a church service. It's something that I have to step into myself, and, and it makes me uncomfortable. But in my discomfort, God, I'm going to walk. In my discomfort, I'm going to walk. Say that to the Lord. In my discomfort, I'm going to walk. to the table pull up your chair it's not a special occasion it's not a formal affair just take your seat at the table the father is there tell him all of your troubles he's not unprepared We are invited to the table. Pull up your chair. It's not a special occasion. It's not a formal affair. Just take your seat at the table. The Father is there. Tell him all of your struggles. He's not unprepared. Cause we have been adopted by the King.
accept your invitation. We accept your invitation. We say yeah. We accept your invitation. We accept your invitation. We accept your invitation. We say yeah. We accept your invitation. We accept your invitation. We accept your invitation. We say yes. We accept your invitation. We accept your invitation. We accept your invitation. We accept your invitation one more time. We accept your invitation. We accept your invitation. We accept your invitation. gave a little more to that song and I wrote it down so I'm going to try and remember it right on my notebook um, he just gave me the picture that in the sense that we're beggars in his kingdom where we have to come and we have to say can I have a little more can I have a little bit but we're not we're sons and his daughters and he he's not just giving us crumbs and I saw a gift on a table, or a plate of food, or whatever it might be, on the, on the table in front of us, and we're, it's almost like we're like, that's not for me. We're, we're eating the crumbs off the table when that's ours. And uh, he's got a seat at the table with your name on it. And no one else is going to come take that seat. You don't sit down. It's an empty seat. dinner table. It's the family dinner table. Where you sit down and you talk about what's going on. You don't, you don't get all gussied up and you come sit and hold your pinky the right way and use the right fork. You just come the way you are because he knows you need to eat. So Stephen puts this on my seat and says, should I go up there and tell her this? And I said, no, let's just sit here and wait and watch. He says, okay, so I left it on your seat. He's giving you more, more of it, Jordan. Go for it. It's the word from Bulu. And she begins to walk in that. Father, Father, I pray that we understand how much fire of desire that you had 
pour your love out for us. And you said with diligence, with with a mindset of diligent endeavor, be eager. Run, run, run to the table. Run. So, Father, I break down all walls. I renounce all hindrances. I pray for revelation. But you want to give more. 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 So I thank you for what you're going to do this year. As we walk with you, as we come to the table. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Now, listen, how we can put legs to that just a little bit is we're going to fast on Wednesdays. Every Wednesday, 52 Wednesdays. We fasted while we were on the staff retreat. We're asking you to join us. You don't have to. But we're asking you to join us so that we keep the mindset of what God wants to do. Bring you more of him. It'll keep your diligence. It'll keep you running. Now, listen, let's say you skip a Wednesday. Diligence isn't keeping a record of wrongs. Diligence says you might even be free to skip a Wednesday. But diligence says I'm going to get right back on it the next Wednesday. So we're fasting uh, food on Wednesday. And we're drinking water like crazy on Wednesday. And so it'll keep in our minds this year. We're expecting God to do incredible things in people this year. Can you see that? Can you, can, can you sense that? In families. Marriages are going to be healed. Uh, two out of three marriages say, in the church, this is not what I signed up for. Two out of three. We're going to break through in marriages this year. We're going to break through. We're going to break through in parenting this year. Yes? So, Father, I pray that the Lord bless you and keep you. That the Lord make his face to shine upon you and that he would be gracious to you. That the Lord would lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. I thank you for that, God. We ask your blessing upon this group of believers in Jesus' name. Amen.